are Molo Dogs Podcast. John's father found himself in the principal's office. They just received a call from the school's acting principal. He thought it best to go there himself to know what was really going on. When he arrived in school, he went straight to the principal's office. The acting principal ushered him into the office and offered him a seat. He was not smiling. He greeted him and just blurted out, Do you know your son is in a cult? John's father looked at him in shock. What do you mean? Your son has drawings all over his palm and that's cultic. Molodox podcast gives true stories on the everyday struggles of the boy child, navigating life and the obstacles he encounters in society. How can we support the boy child to overcome these challenges? This version only has one side of the story, the boy's version. Full show notes are on Amolodox podcasts. John was 14 years old when he joined high school. He had the ambition of becoming an engineer. I'll call him John, though that's not his real name. The father wanted him to be a doctor, but he still insisted he wanted to be an engineer. He had a knack for repairing things. He repaired his father's bicycle, the family radio, and any other item that he could get his hands on. He also loved art. You would find an art on the back of his books. This wasn't surprising because even in primary, the back of his books were always decorated with artwork. When he was bored, he would draw on his arms, his palm, or his legs. This seems to me like a hidden talent that is waiting to be exploited. John's family are strict Catholic Christians. He always had a rosary that was given to him by his mother, which is normal in the Catholic community. He used to wear the rosary around his neck to use for his daily prayers. Apparently this was one of the items that the teachers took away from him. He was a bright boy and he was among the boys who qualified to join national school, the highest league of public schools in Kenya. He was looking forward to his life in high school. He was excited and at the same time anxious. Getting into new school, meeting new faces was a different ball game. The high school teachers saw things differently. They decided that John was not supposed to be in that school. They alleged that he was taking drugs and they also alleged he was in a cult. He was forced to go on an indefinite suspension. One week after John went back to school in second term, the principal called his parents. He never told them the reason why. The father went to school. On arriving in school, he went directly to the principal's office. The principal informed him that John was among some boys who were taking drugs in school. At first, he was shocked, but he, ha he was left wondering, because at no point had he seen or heard of his son being involved in drugs. 
He asked the principal what evidence he had on John. The principal told him the deputy principal knew more about the issue. So he called his deputy to confirm and give evidence. The deputy came hurriedly to the principal's office and sat down. According to the deputy principal, the boy had been taking drugs since primary school and that he had also been identified by a boy who was found taking drugs as an accomplice. When he was asked how he knew, he said that that was inside information. John was asked if he had ever taken drugs. He shook his head sideways, which means no in the African culture. Later on, John told the parents that the said boy had been taken to the police station immediately they opened school. Though later he was released. The students didn't know why. The principal told John to go back to class. His father was released to go home and John was sent to the school chaplain for mentorship. To me, this was a good move. John's mother later on calls the class teacher who was a lady and requested her to discipline John whenever he gets into mischief. But the class teacher told her point blank that is not her mandate to punish a man. I remember when we were growing up, a child was res the responsibility of the community, but it seems to me like things have really changed. She felt the teacher was not receptive. She apologized and informed her that she would talk to the deans of studies, in short, the DOS, who was a man. It seems the class teacher reached out to the DOS first. The DOS reached out to the parent before she called him, breathing fire. He blasted the parent, telling her not to spoil his name and that their boy was very rude. Later on, when John's parents tried to reach out to the class teacher, she was not picking her calls. Why were the teachers labeling John without evidence? Why the victimization? In third term, the school's principal was transferred. He was replaced by the deputy principal in acting capacity. If you can remember, this is the deputy principal who had accused John of taking drugs in second term. A few days passed by after the former principal left. John's parents were summoned by the now acting principal. This time, they were not surprised. He told them it was an indiscipline issue. John's father went to see the acting principal. As at the beginning of the podcast, that's how he found himself inside the principal's office again. He's the same teacher who accused John of taking drugs. As of the time of recording this podcast, he had not yet known why he was always picking on John. The acting principal showed him photos from his phone. There were photos of John's palms with drawing sketches and logos. John was called to the acting principal's office where his father was. When he, came to, when he came, his hand had no drawings. He had been told to wash his hands. According to the acting principal, John's drawing on his hand was cultic and he was a risk to other students. So John was told to go on indefinite suspension on allegations 
without evidence. He was academically a high performer, but the frustrations led to a drop in his grades. He was so angry with the school and refused to ever go back there. The parents decided to look for a different school. They got a county mission school. John had told his parents, no matter which school he goes to, he will still perform. But he was never going back to the previous school. What is amazingly different in his new school is the feedback the parents got. That John was hardworking and respectful, which is contradictory to the previous school's feedback of John being rude and cultic. When John asked when John was asked what was different between the two schools, he said that in his present school, they listen to understand the students. This is different from his previous school and that he was happy where he is. The old school continued sending in fee balances and examination results for over a year after the episode. The parents are wondering who was doing exams for John and yet he was not in that school. Though John was sent on indefinite suspension, the boy who accused him is still in the same school. They don't even know if the boy accused him because they were just told. Do you think the way the matter was handled was right? Was the boy guilty as alleged? And that's the end of our episode for today.